Well, good morning again. Um, Pastor Steve has been uh, teaching us about what a fit church looks like, what are steps to have if you want to be not only a healthy church, but also a church that's fit, that's uh, thriving. Uh, and one of the aspects uh, that a fit church needs to grow in is in the way that we sing. Uh, a fit church is a church that sings with purpose. So this morning, that we will um, try to think about what does it look like in our context to be a church that sings with purpose. And uh, the Bible has a lot to talk about singing. Uh, there's several uh, passages that uh, are commandments for us to sing and encouragement for us to sing praises to God. But the, the main text that we're going to look into uh, this morning is Colossians 3, 15 and 16. So you may open your Bibles to Colossians 3, 15 and 16. So we'll get some of uh, the ideas that we will uh, talk about this morning from there. And there, there are two main ways uh, in which different churches and different people see congregational singing. Uh, one, one way is to have a, an overly emotional time when we are singing, to focus on what, what we're feeling, what we're thinking, and to have an emphasis in that aspect of singing. And a lot of times when you have that style of singing, you like to sing for a long time because you just enjoy the, the vibe of the, the music. And uh, so that's a, a way that a lot of people see congregational singing. And another extreme that we may go to is that when we want to, be, to have reverence in our time of congregational singing, we end up becoming too cold and stiff in the way that we sing, and we, we are not very expressive, and we try to make it as short as we can so that we don't have to spend a lot of time doing it because it doesn't seem enjoyable sometimes. Uh, and a lot of times we can you know, go to one of those extremes, but the Bible has a lot of instructions for us on how to sing in a way that edifies the church and that brings glory to God. Uh, so we're going to look into this biblical way of singing together as a church. A fit church is a church that uh, sings theologically rich and, and passionate songs uh, that glorifies God and that edifies the church. So these are the two main pieces that we're going to look into. Uh, the way that we sing needs to glorify God and it needs to edify the church. And just, just like preaching uh, is used to edify the church, Singing is also used to edify the church. And a lot of times we don't think about singing uh, in that way. But the way that we sing together is important. We are, we are being edified during the time that we are singing, or we are not being edified during the time that we are singing. And that's one of the purposes of singing together. So let's go into the passage, uh, Colossians 3:15. So it says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which, indeed, you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So the first uh, aspect of singing that uh, we're going to look into is uh, we sing so that we may glorify God. And that's true with anything in our lives. Everything that we do in our life, our main purpose is to glorify God. And singing is not different. And, and singing is a time that we have to 
glorify God in a very direct way. We are singing about his greatness, singing about his uh, wonders and how great he is. And, and the truth is that God is worthy of our praise when we sing simply for who he is. First uh, Peter 2, 9 says that we are called to, to sing of his greatness, to sing of his glory, simply for who he is, because he's a God that's worthy of praise. And all creation praises God. We can see all creation bringing uh, glory to God. And the church is called to do that in a very specific way, by saying uh, specific things about the greatness of God. And, we, and that's why we sing, to glorify God. We don't sing because we love to sing. That's not the reason why we are supposed to sing. And also we are not supposed to be quiet because we don't like to sing. We sing because we love our Creator. And we love His greatness. And we want to sing of His greatness. And we are called to do that. And that's why the songs that we want to sing are Christ-centered songs. They are songs that talk about God. They give us a big God theology. And they are songs that... um, that reminds, of the, reminds us of the gospel. There's a lot of uh, Christian songs that they are not bad songs. They don't have a lot of heresy in them. But they are a lot self-focused on who is singing. They talk a lot about what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. And uh, we don't need to sing, sing about us to be edified. We don't need to look at us to be edified. We need to sing of God's greatness to be edified. That's what will bring us encouragement. When we sing, when we look at God, when we look at who He is, that is what truly makes us edified. And uh, when, we, when we sing of His greatness with, with passion, we demonstrate that His glory, that His greatness has captivated everything that we are, all of us. Not only our minds, not only the way that we sing, but also our affections the way that we feel, the way that we live. Everything in us has been captivated by His glory. And uh, emotions, they can be kind of tricky, the way that we deal with emotions as, as followers of Christ. Because when we let emotions lead, that doesn't end up really well. Because our, our emotions, a lot of times, they are still affected by sin. And they, they don't uh, lead us to worship God in our lives. But when our affections and our emotions are based on a a solid foundation of truth. When truth is what is leading our emotions, that is good because that demonstrates the the worth of Christ. That demonstrates that the truth of of who God is is changing everything that I am, even the way that I feel. If our affections, if our emotions are not engaged, if we're not responding to the way that we are singing with true emotions, we fall short in what singing, what congregational singing is intended to do. That it's intended to engage all of who we are. Not only our minds, not only our, our movements, but even what we are feeling. And uh, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. True joy, not only a forced joy, but true joy in who God is, is a fruit of the Spirit. And singing is an opportunity that we have to vocally express that joy that we have in Christ. And there is a phrase that helps me to understand how this works out in my life. And it says, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. So the idea is that we bring more glory to God when we have true satisfaction in Him. 
not only when we feel forced to, to follow him and obey him, but when we obey him because we truly love him and we are satisfied in him. And I th- when I think about that, I think about, uh, Bri- I, I take Bri on dates sometimes. Uh, we try to go on dates often. And uh, we always have a good time. And I, but I, I think that she wouldn't be really thrilled if I told her. You know, the reason why I go on dates with you is because I'm your husband and I have to. This is my obligation as your husband and I will do it because I have to. I don't think she would be really excited to hear that. But I think that if I told her, the reason why I go on dates with you is because I enjoy being with you, because there is no one else on earth that I would enjoy spending time together rather than you. I think that that would make her glad, because she would know that I love her and that I appreciate spending time with her. And God, he cares about our hearts. He wants our hearts, too. He wants us to praise him and to live for him because we love him, truly and genuinely love him. And, and when we sing, we have this opportunity to express to God, I truly love you and I, I can't keep myself from singing because I love God. So that's one reason why we, we sing, because we want to glorify God. We want to make him great. We want to help people see the greatness of God in our lives. Another reason why we sing is uh, because we are thankful. Uh, okay, that's, that's not right. Because we are th- I'm going to go to that one then. Because we are one body. Uh, we sing because we, we are one body. Uh, and we are a body that's called to teach and admonish one another. So th- this text here in Colossians is pretty clear on that, that we are supposed to uh, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And uh, Ephesians 5:18 is even more clear in that. Ephesians 5 is saying when, that when we sing, we are singing to one another so that we can teach and admonish one another through our singing. So when we sing together as a church, we are not only singing to God. It is true that we are singing to God, but we are not only singing to God. We are also called to sing to one another so that we can edify encourage, and build up one another. And a lot of times we uh, miss out on that aspect of singing as a church. And uh, we can have this idea that it's only God and I, and I'm kind of like in a box with God. And a lot of times we dim the lights in the church and we have a fog machine going on so that you cannot see anybody, so that you feel that, like you're by yourself there. Only me and God. And th- that's not terrible, but This time of congregational singing is also for us to sing to one another. So when we sing together, we can look around and and look at the faces of our brothers and sisters singing to God and learn with what they are singing. And we should come to church expecting to be encouraged by what our brothers and, and sisters are singing around us. And when we come to church, we should expect to encourage them as well. We should pursue to encourage them in the way that we sing. Because that teaches us a lot. You know, when you see people here in the church who you know, and you know that they are going through really hard things in their lives, and that they are going through a really hard season, but yet they come and they sing with joy to the Lord, and you see that their treasure is not on on this life, but it's, it's in the Lord. Even though life is hard, they can still find joy in God, and they can still sing to Christ. That is encouraging to us. So when you come 
you are ministering to the people here. When you sing, you are encouraging the people here in the church. And that's what we are called to do as a church, to sing to one another so that we may encourage, edify, and build up one another. So let's, be, let, let's uh, come with this intention of hearing the voices here and, and seeing the faces that are singing to God so that we may be able to be encouraged. And uh, when we sing together, that is a picture of our unity as well. Here it says that we are called to be one body. And when we are singing together, that congregational singing is a picture of our unity as a church, is a picture of our, our unity as a family. We are singing with one voice. We, we sing one song together in unity. And that's one of the few moments that we as a church do something uh, in, in one voice, coordinated like that. Uh, a lot of times we're sing, serving in different ministries, and we don't, have, we don't get to see this oneness because we're doing different things, and we see the overall unity of the church but when we are singing, we have this very unique picture that we are coordinated because we are one. We are declaring the same truth. We are praising the same God. And we are one as a body of Christ. And a lot of times it's hard to get this sense of unity because even when we sing, even when we talk about music in the church, we disagree a lot. Uh, we have different tastes. We have different styles that we prefer. And uh, that happens because music is something that moves us deeply. When we think about songs that we like, that brings us good memories. And there are songs that we are not really uh, found of because they, they are not familiar to us or they sound weird to us. So a lot of times we disagree and we lose the sense of unity because of that disagreement. But as long as the songs that we are singing are songs that bring glory to God, and they are songs that help us to be encouraged, that, that speak, songs that speak the Word of God to us, that, that help us to be built up in God's Word. As long as the, the songs that we are singing are good songs, we need to uh, lay down our tastes. We need to uh, put our prefer- uh, our, uh, the, the, the styles that we like to the side for the good of the church. Because our primary goal uh, when we sing as a church is not only to sing a song that we enjoy and to have a good time. But it is to glorify God and to encourage one another. And sometimes what, what that means is singing a song that's not my favorite song, but I know that this song speaks truth, it, it glorifies God, and it, it is encouraging people here in the church. So I will sing it because the unity of this church is more important to me than my own preferences. So uh, we, we need to have that in mind as we think about the unity of the church. We sing because we want to grow in unity. And we sing because we are here to praise God, but also to encourage one another with our voices. So let's be intentional about the way that we sing, so that people are hearing us sing, and we can minister, minister to the people around us. And then another uh, reason why we sing is because we are thankful and we are thankful to God, not only for the things that He is doing now, for the blessings that He's giving to us now, but because He has redeemed us. Because He has saved us. And we have a lot of reasons to sing. Because we were dead, we were in darkness, but He brought us to light and He gave us everlasting life. And when we think about that, there, there's a lot of songs 
that only we as the church can sing. Even the songs that, that we sung this morning, uh, well, I can wash away my sin, nothing but the blood of Jesus. And, and other songs that I can think of is uh, Redeemed, How I Love to Proclaim It, Redeemed by, by the Blood of the Lamb. These are songs that only the church can sing. Not even angels can sing these songs because they haven't been redeemed. They, they never uh, sinned, so they didn't have to be redeemed. They, they don't sing these songs. We have the opportunity to praise God because He pursued us, because He gave us life and He saved us and He redeemed us. And we are a very unique people because we are the only ones that can say this truth. So when we sing, let's celebrate the fact that we are the people of God who have been redeemed, who have been reached out by God, and who have been saved. And we are thankful for His work to save us. How God worked out redemption throughout the whole history of the world so that one day you would be here, you would be part of this church, part of the larger church of, of Christ, and you would be able to say, I am redeemed and I can sing because I'm free in Christ. And if you are not part of this body of Christ, and if you, you cannot say this truth, if you cannot say that you are redeemed, I invite you today to come and have faith in Christ and be able to be part of this church that sings with joy that we have been saved, that we are uh, sons and daughters of God and, and have the joy of being part of the people of God. But we sing because we are saved. And, uh, Psalm seventy-one twenty-three says, My lips will shout of joy when I sing praises to you because you have redeemed, redeemed my soul. So we have a great reason to sing together because God has redeemed us. And we sing also because we want to respond to God's love towards us. Uh, Zephaniah 3.17 says that God sings of joy over us. And then when we get together, we have the opportunity to sing of joy over Him as well, of the joy that we have in Him. So we sing because we are thankful for our salvation, that God saved us, and because He loves us and He sings of joy over us. Another reason why we sing is for the Word of Christ to dwell in us richly. And the way that uh, Paul is using here this word richly in, in Colossians, uh, this word richly means condensed. It means concentrated. So when we sing, we want the Word of God to be dwelling in, a, in us in a very concentrated way. So that's why we, we choose songs that are filled with truth, that are very concentrated with truth. Uh, there are deep songs. The songs that we sing, they, they, they speak the Word of, of God in a very concentrated way. And that there are a lot of songs that they are not completely bad, but they are very superficial. And a lot of times they are very repetitive, and they, they say some truth, but they don't bring the whole picture of the glory of God. And they, they are not concentrated in truth. So, in our context, we, we are only singing for about 10 minutes a week. It's not a lot of time. So let's take this 10 minutes that we have that we get to sing together and let's fill it up with as, as much truth as we can so that as we go out and we live our lives throughout the week that we may be reminded of God's truth, of the, the, the things that we were singing together on Sunday. So that's why we, we want to sing songs that are rich that are very dense and robust in their theology. And you know, the, the Bible has a lot to, 
uh, a lot of things that we can sing about. The, the Bible has plenty of truth and wisdom and, and, and things that glorify God that we can sing about. So we really have no reason to sing songs that are overly repetitive and that are shallow. We have a lot of good stuff that we can sing about. So we want to be intentional with the, the words that we are singing. And we want to sing songs that have deep truths so that they will affect our lives deeply. We want to sing songs that when we go through hard times and we cannot even think straight, we can remember these hymns that we, we were singing in church and they can build us up, they can encourage us because they are loaded with truth. So we want to sing songs that will prepare us to live life and, and whenever... Uh, they come to our minds, we will be reminded of truth, and we will be reminded of the glory of God. And we want to do that the most we can here at the church, because we live in a world that's filled with songs about small things. That feel, we, we have a lot of songs in the world that are just empty, or they're just bad, and they don't encourage us. They don't teach us uh, wisdom. They just drag us down. They just uh, make us think things that are not glorifying to God. And we expect people to have big thoughts about God. We live in a world filled, filled with songs that make God small and that sings about things that are insignificant. And we, st- we still want our kids to have big thoughts about God. And when we sing together as a church, it's an opportunity that we have to fill our minds with songs that make God great, that show us how great God is. Because we already, we already have a lot of songs that don't show us the greatness of God. So here we have the opportunity to be reminded through music of the greatness of God. And music is something that influences us. Every generation has been influenced, every culture has been influenced by its music. So when we sing together, we are being influenced by the words that we are singing. So that when we live life, we can have big thoughts about who God is. And that those songs will help us to have that uh, mentality and to have the, the Word of God dwelling in, in us richly. And because we want to have big thoughts about God, we sing a lot of old songs. We sing a lot of old, old hymns. Because a lot of those old hymns are really good. And they have really solid theology. They have really... Uh, they have uh, words that will ha- equip us to live life because they talk about the greatness of God. They remind us of, of the gospel. They remind us of our redemption, of eternity. And they are really good. And, and there's no reason why we should stop singing them because those songs will help us to live life and they will, they will encourage us and they bring glory to God. And also, a lot of times when we sing older songs, we get a, a different perspective of who God is. Because a lot of these hymns that we're singing, they were written hundreds of years ago in, by people who were living in a different culture, who had a different uh, historical context in their lives. So we get to see the Word of God through their perspective. Because a lot of times when we want to think about God, we are influenced by our culture. We are influenced by the way that we see the world, by the way that our generation understands God. So it's good for us to uh, see the Word of God through the perspective of other uh, de- generations. And, and that helps us to have a fresh uh, 
mind and, and to see the Word of God in, in a fresh way, in a different way. And that's the reason why we also sing a lot of new songs. We also sing a lot of songs that were uh, written recently because those songs also have a lot of truth. And uh, first of all, we are commanded to sing new songs. One example is here in Psalm uh, 96.1, sing to the Lord, make to the Lord a new song. So we are commanded to sing new songs because those songs, they keep us engaged. You know, when, when we are singing songs that we are familiar with, that we know the lyrics really well, a lot of times we're not thinking about what we're singing. It just flows naturally, so we don't have to think hard about it. It's, it just, it's just so natural that we do it automatically. And when we are challenged to sing new songs that we're not super familiar with, we are challenged to think about the words a little more because we have to sing them. So we have to read the words and we have to think about what that's saying. So that helps us to stay engaged, to think about what we're singing, about what we're saying. And that's one of the, the main purposes of us singing, that we will think about the words, that we will be learning and teaching and that we'll be edified by the, by the words that we are singing. And also when we sing uh, new songs, that reflects the creative character of God. God is a creative God, and He created us in His likeness, in His image. And uh, when we produce new songs, when we sing new songs, we're showing that we are creative. We can uh, produce things that bring glory to God, that reflect uh, His creativity in us. And we also sing new songs uh, because that shows us that the church is alive, that the church, that God is active in the church. We, uh, it's not like we only had good songs a hundred years ago and now the church cannot write any good songs anymore. We had really good songs. God was active a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago. And God is active today too. And we have a lot of songs that were written recently that they speak truth to our lives, that they are filled with good theology. And today we, we sing In Christ Alone and that's a song that is filled with a lot of rich theology that equips us for life that encourages us with the truth of who Christ is. And it's a, it's a recent song. So God is working. And, and uh, when we sing new songs, we uh, can see God in a fresh way. We can consider Christ afresh because uh, we say old truths in new ways. We say things that we believe, things that we already know in new ways so that we can think more about it. A lot of times when we, say, when we say the same phrase over and over, it kind of loses its meaning because it's just a lot of words. But when we shift it a little bit, that helps us to understand what it means. That helps us to be challenged and think about what those words actually mean. So when we sing new songs, we do that. It helps us to, to be engaged and to think about what we're saying. And we sing so that the word of god the word of christ may dwell in us richly because we need the word of god in us all the time we need to be reminded of the truth constantly we need to be refreshed by the gospel every day a lot of times we think that the gospel is just a message that we hear so that we may be saved and then once we get saved we can move on and we can learn other stuff but everything that we learn and everything that we do needs to be affected by the gospel, affected by the fact that we were 
not able to save ourselves, that we are not able to uh, be like Christ on our own, that we need God's intervention in our lives, that we need to be saved from our old nature. And that gives us humility. So the songs that we sing, they need to remind us of the truth, and they need to remind us of, of the gospel, so that when we live life, we can be reminded of that, that we can have those things in our minds. So uh, let me ask you guys a question. How many of you have a, a favorite sermon that is a sermon that has you know, encouraged you in your life? How many of you have a favorite sermon? How many of you have a few favorite sermons that you, you go to? Like, I don't know if you listen to pastors online or something, but do you have ser- sermons that, were, uh, that, that played a, a big role in your life that, were, that impacted you somehow? How many of you have that? So how many of you have memorized those sermons word by word? Not a lot of us, right? Now, how many of you have favorite hymns? And how many of you can sing those favorite hymns, the whole hymns? So music helps us to memorize stuff, right? A lot of times we have a hard time memorizing even scripture. We, we are trying to memorize um, uh, this chapter in Isaiah, and it's hard sometimes to memorize the, the words. But music helps us to memorize truth. When we, when we have hymns in our minds that we are familiar with, that helps us to bring truth to our minds in a way that a lot of times we can't do with sermons because we don't remember what they're saying. A lot of times we just have to go to our notes and uh, read them. And we, we should be working in remembering what the sermon said. We should be doing that. But, but music helps us to remember truth. And um, I don't know... if if you guys know this, but Martin Luther, he wrote a lot of hymns. Uh, a Mighty Fortress is a hymn written by Martin Luther. And one of the reasons why he liked to write hymns was so that the church would remember the message of his sermon throughout the week. So he would write hymns that were based on the sermon that he was preaching that Sunday so that on Monday, people would remember the message because they were singing the message. And on Tuesday, they would remember the message because they were singing it. Because if, they, if, if he just waited for them to memorize the sermon, they wouldn't do it. So he decided to sing songs that would help us remember the word throughout the week. So when we, si- when we sing here together, those songs will help us remember truth throughout the week so that we may be uh, equipped to live a Christian life. Another reason why we sing is... For the peace of God to rule in our hearts. In our lives, we need to be sustained with, with truth. We all will go through hard times in our lives. All of us will, will go to tr- through trials. And when we, when we go through those trials, we need to be sustained with God's word and with the peace of Christ. And when we sing, the music that we sing helps us to remember that truth that we need to be sustained by. Singing helps us to put on our spiritual armor and to be prepared for life. So when you sing here, pay attention to the words that you're singing. Listen to the voices around you because one day when you, when you go through hard things in your lives, these are the songs that may bring you encouragement. They may bring truth back to your mind. So, so we sing so that the peace of Christ may rule in our hearts in times of need, and we sing so that we may remember eternity when we are faced with the hardships of the world. We are called to live in this world 
as light. We are called to be present in the world, to be uh, reaching out to the world. But we also need to be encouraged by the fact that one day all things will be made perfect. When Christ comes, he will redeem all things for eternity. And that's where we're, we're going towards. We're going towards eternity. And a lot of times hymns remind us of eternity because when we are together in eternity with Christ, we will sing for forever. We will, we will praise God forever. And when we're singing here, here as a church, we get a taste of how, how it will be like when we, as the people of God, will be before Christ singing forever together. And a lot of this, the hymns that we sing, they remind us of, they remind us, remind us of eternity. They, they talk about the, the day when Christ will come back. And we need to be reminded of that. We need to be encouraged by the fact that one day all things will be made right. And God will be fully glorified in all things. And all the stain of sin, of sin will disappear. And we will be made perfect. All the sin that's still uh, in our flesh will disappear and will be glorious in Christ. So we sing so that the peace of Christ may dwell in our hearts. So, the reasons why we, why we sing. We sing to glorify God, first and foremost. We sing because we are one body, that we are called to teach and admonish one another. And then when we sing, we are encouraging one another. We sing because we are thankful for the salvation that we have in Christ. We sing for the word of Christ to, to dwell in us richly. And we sing for the peace of Christ to rule in our hearts. And those are really good reasons to sing. So we have a lot of great reasons to come to church and sing with joy and, and listen to the words that we are singing and praise God with joy because we, we have all of these reasons. And in the end of the day, we sing also because we are commanded to sing and not to sing as the body of Christ. Not to, not to obey this. It's disobeying God's word. God is commanding us to sing for a reason. He, he knows that when we sing together, we are encouraged. And throughout the Bible, we have more than 400 times that we are encouraged to sing, that we are commanded to sing congregationally. So not to sing is to disobey. But we are also encouraged because God's commandments for us, they are good. And this is a commandment that's good for us. Singing as a church is both a joy and also a duty, but they are joined together. When we sing, we are obeying God, and we are also having the, the opportunity to have joy as a family of God and to encourage one another. And how kind of God to command us to do something so wonderful, something that's so good for us, something that will encourage us, that will help us to grow as a church, that will help us to grow in our spiritual life and that brings glory to Him. And all of us here are called to sing. Even if you have a bad voice, you, are, you glorify God more by singing with your bad voice than by being quiet. Because we, we're not looking for skill when we're singing. We are not singing professionally. We are singing confessionally. We're not singing because we want to sound great and we are so good at singing. We are singing because we have a truth that we want to proclaim. Because we are making a confession. 
Because we are standing together as one, and we are proclaiming a truth as one. And we are standing for what we believe, for who we are in Christ, and that's what we are doing when we sing. So if you have a bad voice, don't be afraid of singing. Sing it out, because we are looking for a worship that is uh, a worship of confession, a worship of truth, not only a worship of skill. And a lot of times we, we get lucky, and sometimes it fits out with the harmony, and it sounds good, even if your voice is bad and you're out of tune. When we sing all together, it sounds good. And, well, when I'm up here and I listen to your voices, the louder you sing, the better it sounds. So I would encourage you to continue singing as, with joy and with passion, with reverence to the Lord. So, yeah, sing with passion. Because it's your ministry to sing. All of us, we have this ministry. We, we have different talents and different gifts, and we serve in different kinds of ministry. But as we gather together as a church, it is the ministry of each one of us to sing so that we may glorify God through the songs that we're singing and that we may encourage and build up the church, the, the, church, the brothers and the sisters around me. So come, prepare to do your ministry as you sing, because you're ministering to the people around you. And as we sing, we are also modeling uh, uh, participation in service to the younger generation. Our kids, they, th- that's one of the reasons why we just dismiss the kids after we sing, because we want our kids to see us singing to the Lord with joy, to be participating in the service, to be engaged, to be excited about the truth. So when you sing, you are modeling that to the younger generation. You are encouraging us, you are, uh, you are praising God, and you are modeling uh, participation in the service. And singing, congregational singing, is for the church. It is for us to praise God and to make a confession of our faith, to celebrate the gospel, to celebrate our salvation. But something that happens when we sing together is that we have people that come to the church that are not saved. We don't know when they are here. We don't know when we have people who are not part of the true church. So when you are singing, you also have an opportunity to preach the gospel through your, through your singing. Because the songs that we are singing, they are preaching the gospel. And we all should pursue opportunities to preach the gospel with the people in our lives and to be uh, engaged in preaching the gospel in our daily lives. But every morning, every Sunday that we gather together here, we have another opportunity to preach the gospel as we sing. Because the people who are here, they will hear the gospel through the songs that we are singing as a church, that we are affirming as a church, that we are saying we believe these things, and we have been transformed by these things. And our singing is an expression of the transformation of the gospel in, in our lives. Our unity as a church is an expression of what the gospel has done in our lives. So when we sing, we show this unity. When we sing, we proclaim the truth of the gospel. So don't miss on the opportunity of even preaching the gospel when you're singing. And also, we need to remember that we are part of the fulfillment of the promise that through Christ, all nations of the world would be saved. Uh, Psalms 86, 9 says, All nations shall worship the Lord. And now we are here in America 
really far away from Israel, the place where Jesus had his ministry. 200 years away from when Jesus lived and died. And we have been reached by the message of the gospel. We are part of this all peoples coming before God and worshiping him. We have been reached by God's love and by God's grace. We have a great reason to sing. Because once we were people that were far away from God, once we were uh, in darkness, and now we are part of the people of God. Now we are saved. And we are part of the fulfillment of the promise that people from every nation will come and worship God. And we are here to come and worship God. And every Sunday when we gather together, we have the opportunity to be part of the fulfillment of this promise because we are people from a different nation from that where Jesus was, where this was written. And we are gathering together to worship God. And one day this will be fulfilled completely when we are all in eternity with people from all nations coming together to worship Christ and to worship the Lord. So we have a lot of reasons to sing with joy. So when you come, remember, when I sing, I'm not just doing this because I'm in the mood of singing. I'm doing this because I'm here to encourage people. I'm doing this because I'm here to to help people grow, to teach people with my singing. The way that you sing makes a difference. And I'm not talking about your voice being good or bad, but the confession that you make, your involvement, your participation makes a difference. And if you want to be a fit church, we'll be a church that sings intentionally. We'll be a church that sings with passion. We'll be a church that sings songs that are rich theologically, that have a lot of truth. And we'll be a church that praises God in the way that we sing, that glorifies God, so that when someone comes here, they can see a people that have been transformed by the gospel, a people that have joy because they have been transformed by the work of Christ in our lives. So let's pray as uh, we pursue to obey God and singing for Him and and uh, being a church that glorifies Him even in the way that we sing. So let's close our eyes now and, and pray. Lord, we thank You for Your gift that You have given us of singing, that we get to sing together, joy of singing together. Lord, we praise You because You sing of joy over us, and we want to respond by singing with joy over You. Of, uh, we, we praise you because you have saved us and we want to sing of the joy that we have in you. Lord, we thank you for the holy privilege that we have to proclaim your glory as we sing together. We, we praise you for the unity that we have as a church. Thank you for redeeming us so that we could sing that we are a redeemed people. Lord, I pray that you will make us a church that displays your greatness as we sing, that encourages one another as we are singing, that is uh, singing in a very intentional way so that we may be built up in the truth. Lord, help us to see uh, that our ministry, when we sing, is to glorify you and to edify one another and help us to be engaged and to be intentional as we pursue to do that. Help us to find joy, too, as we obey you, in singing. Help us to sing with a true joy and to celebrate the fact that you have saved us. Lord, help us to sing songs 
that will remember that will remind us of the truth of your word that will equip us for life that in moments of hardship we'll be encouraged by the truth and that uh, we'll fill up our minds with the greatness of who you are Lord and that you may be glorified in our corporate singing that you may be uh, lift up as we uh, display our unity as a church, as we lift your name high, that you may be glorified with our singing. In Jesus' name, amen.